Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not it's not uh, it's 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 not any secret that Nat is uh, Nat is still within a church, and I am not. Um, I don't. I'm not affiliated with any church. Um, there are uh, very few. There are very few days that I would even call myself a Christian. Uh, it's not a word that I use on a regular basis. Um, um, so. I definitely come at a lot of this with a little bit of different lens. Um, um, I, I, I maintain an open heart, an open mind. Um, but a lot of times, you know, I, I have no clue, you know, it's like, am I going to even, am I even going to resonate with what these people have to say sometimes? And what I have found almost every single conversation that Nat and I have had is I'm like, okay, this is life affirming. This if I could have these kinds of conversations on a regular basis, then um, this is my church. And, and I yeah. am absolutely 100% yeah. okay with that. Uh, well, it's like Paul, Paul Young, Paul Young berated out the name of our, uh, the name of our uh, podcast. He's like, this oh, I is think berates, that's a strong <laughs> word. He's like, this is absolutely church. What we're doing right here is church. What are you talking about? This is not church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he... Pushed back gently, John. Don't yeah, be very, yes. yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Jack Heaslip, who I mean, of course, I've you know it's been a real privilege to know Paul for the last several years. Um, that's exactly what he would say. Um, my friend yes. Jack Heaslip, <laughs> Heaslip used to say the same thing. You know, churches is you know he I, he used to he, one of the last letters he sent me was like I appreciate that you understand that um, you know that what I do is church. You know, um, yeah, yeah. and, uh, because, you know, he was the, the chaplain for you two and, um, the, uh, you know, a lot of people just didn't think of like him ministering to the roadies or, you know, baptizing or marrying people that were on the tour or, you know, spending time loitering around, you know, everyone who, you know, was, you know, putting on that massive operation every time they would hit the road is as church. You know, yeah, but you know, sure. it, it absolutely sure. is, yeah, and um, absolutely was, and um, and so yeah, someone can have a um, a ministry and an idea of church that you know this doesn't fit the normal, you know, or, or our ideas about that, right? You know, I, for, I forgot that you were a, a U2 fan, and uh, that just makes me love you all the more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, have you seen this thing? I, on, on, uh, the live recording of U2's concert in Paris that happened shortly after the bombing there several years ago uh, just came available on Facebook. And I, I was watching it last night. I you know, sent it up to my TV screen so I could watch it. And I'm borderline tears through half of this thing. Because it's just so beautiful. My my friend Steve Beard said he cried through the whole thing. They're only making I, them I, available I for for like forty eight hours at a time. So I I, yeah. I tend to find myself unavailable to their window. Yeah, but it was like <laughs> it's a three hour concert. He, and he it's was perfection. He said he, he, said he was just crying the whole time. Uh, I, I I was there the whole time with like I'm I'm I could have shed a tear at any second. And um, I've I've seen yeah oh, such a good Jack such a good unfortunately thing. passed before this the last two the the last you know the innocent he it was his last tour with them was the um, the uh, claw I think it I, is that after no line 
on the horizon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it was just before they put out the Innocence album. He died of ALS. Yeah. Um, wow. But um, and and now uh, Martin Rowe is their their uh, chaplain. Yeah. Well, and um, and I love the I love the story that Eugene Peterson tells of you know that they had offered him that position, and oh. he said, Bono. Who's that? But there's a, there's a really cool story, if you haven't seen it, where um, Bono and Eugene Peterson talk about the Psalms. And Bono had gotten a hold of the Message Bible and had fallen in love with Eugene Peterson's writing. And so they reached out to him through their publicist. And they, they you know, I guess the story that Eugene tells is so awesome. And he's such a, he was such a neat guy. But and he says, you know, my daughter or granddaughter, somebody comes to him and says, you know, Bono is on the phone and she's a, she knows who he is. And he's like, What's a Bono? <laughs> so funny. And so they get, they, but they developed this relationship and they start talking about stuff and, and Bono invited Eugene Peterson to be their chaplain. And he's like, at the time he was neck deep in translating, you know, Isaiah or something. He didn't have time to go, you know, tour the rock band, but um, I don't know. Yeah. I always just sort of loved Eugene Peterson anyway. But. Their, their first chaplain was an Australian. They've always had one. Their first chaplain was an yeah. Australian biker minister who I met in Chicago um, back in 2005. It was, um, I think it was Bono's birthday. It was Bono or the Edge's birthday. I can't remember. And they, they did not want to go to the party. So we took them back to, to Pew said they were staying at Jesus people USA, him and his wife. Um, but um, we got to meet Jack at that same in Chicago during those concerts and um, wow. developed a connection with him over the seven years that, that he was still alive. And then Martin, I've gotten to know, uh, I've seen him in a couple of different venues, but not the same. We don't have the same connection that I had with Jack. Um, but the guy who does their sound, Joe Harley, um, I got to, to meet and he, um, I would, I, I, these, I have these, um, pocket size, um, renditions of the Sinai Pontecotter, um, that I hand to people. They're mounted on wood and I'd given one to Jack the first time we met. And then when they came, when they did the no line tour, I wrote and said, Hey, let's get together again. You probably don't remember me. And he's like, I, I don't remember you. I carry this icon with me everywhere I go. And I think about the vulnerability of God in uh, the human flesh of Jesus. And I was like, wow, that's exactly what I was trying to get through. So he not only carries it, but he understands the. And so we met in New York and they were there doing some concerts and we met at Trump Tower of all places. And <laughs> this was then. This was uh, in twenty. This was the summer of twenty twelve, I believe. And I gave him four more copies of the icon, and I said, you know, because we never talk. We when we were hanging out, we would never talk about the band. Really, he would talk about the band from time to time, but we were just talking about ministry and different things. And I said, you know, it would be cool if you gave this to the band, but you can give these to whoever you want to, you know, and share this idea and so forth and um he wrote me he sent an 
email to me at the end of that tour. I think it was in Pittsburgh. Um, and he said, I think you would like to know, because what they would do at every, and he did three tours with them, just before they go on stage, the last thing they did was they would spend a few moments in contemplation and prayer. He would give them a little devotional, and then they would pray, and they would go on stage. And I don't know if you knew that that was what they did, but that's one of the things that their chaplains do. And um, he said, for Pittsburgh, it's the final night in the United States of this tour. Um, he said, I gave each of them one of those icons that you gave me. And I talked about the vulnerability of God and the human flesh of the son. And then we prayed. And he said, I thought you'd like to know that that's what I did. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> so that's amazing. Then, yeah, I like that a lot. After I after he died, I was able to give Joe an icon. And he was when they were in Detroit for the Joshua Tree Tour, we ran into each other. And he got his duffel bag with his sound equipment and stuff, and he pulled the icon. I said, Father, can I still have um, the icon? So those are, those are my, that's, those are, those are my YouTube stories. That's it. I, I, I know, I know a couple of their behind the scenes guys. That's amazing. (laughs) I only only have the one YouTube. (laughs) I, uh, I finally got to see them on their, on the Joshua tree tour in in Dallas and uh, nosebleed seats and, you know, way in the back. And um, I, and I still wept every five. I'm like, oh man, um, the one, the one with the, a, the one with the the new the new one, the revival tour. Yeah, is that yeah. what you saw? Where they, yeah, yeah. Where they, yeah. yeah, they played they played Joshua Tree front to back, and then they played you know an hours worth of other stuff, and they had the amazing video streams. Yeah, and the, yeah I love um, it, love it. It was yeah, great, just just ridiculous. But um, I, I came to terms at one point with the fact that um, U2 is the biggest and best Christian band in the world. Um, Bono's, yeah, no doubt. Bono's grasp, Bono's grasp of the gospel and grace um, exceeds so many people I know who oh, fill yeah. pulpits on a oh, weekly yeah. basis. It's not Absolutely. even funny. Um, he's, his, it, and then the example that they set as a band where um, they love each other very much, and it's evident by the fact that they yeah. that they're still together and they're still close, and that. You know, Bono's married to Allie after all these years, and um, Jack, Jack really attributes it to their to the wives. Yeah, no, I, that to, uh, the whole yeah the whole part of that every part of that thing is just this striking image of of what human relationship and true authentic connection can accomplish. Yeah, um, even under the strain of you know humongous stardom, and um, so yeah, I, I, I admire them a great deal. someday I'll someday I'll meet Bono and shake his hand and tell him. That he, um, he, along with a couple of others, rescued my faith or what was left of it, because uh, I see it lived out authentically in people like him and, and really in, in Father Ken and people like you as well. Um, that gives me hope that it can be done that way. Did you see, thank you, did you see the video with David Taylor um, that they did? They recorded at Eugene's house up in Montana with, with yeah. Bono. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, and yeah, that's what that's what got me thinking about it first was, um, you know, I got I, I love I love my father very much. Um, so I'll preface this story with I love my father. But he uh, he was given it. He was a, <laughs> he was given a Eugene Peterson book to read. Um, and I think it was. Um, oh, my gosh. A long obedience in the same, same direction. direction. Yeah, that's like, a lot of people read yeah. that. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, given that book to read by a friend, and um, I believe chapter one opens with a quote by Nietzsche, and my dad closed the book and threw it down and said, well, that's enough of that. Oh, wow. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. That, Anybody who quotes <laughs> Nietzsche can go pound sand, essentially. And I was like, Dad, you missed out on, oh, my gosh. I mean, and his disdain for, you know, paraphrases of the Bible anyway. He doesn't, not a big fan of. But anyway, uh, th- that was what my introduction was. If, if he hates it, I'll probably love it. So let me grab this book and see what's up. Um, and I, I just, man, I, Eugene was such a unique, uh, uniquely gifted man, you know, and seemed, and those videos really got, get, give you a chance to see into the heart oh, yeah. and the genuine humility of this guy who would undertake something massive like, hey, I'm going to, you know, paraphrase and translate the Bible. And just the um, last three years, I've come into contact and connection. And, well, with Brian, it goes back a little bit further. And with Brad, it goes a little bit further. But with just a slew of people um, who knew him and walked with him and worked with him, including his son, Eric, and an Anglican priest in Canada named Dean Penter, and his biographer, Wynn Collier, who's become a very close friend. And through Wynn, just a bunch of other people. And Wynn is now a professor at Western, which is on the other side of the state. And they've started the Eugene Peterson Center for you know Spirituality and Imagination. And we're, we're doing a, an organizational meeting for that in June. But I never met him. But everyone who did and worked with him have like unbelievable stories i mean of of working with him um i think the most moving is daniel grothy who's one of the pastors at new life in colorado and just how he kind of helped him you know become you know a mature pastor from a young you know pastor with his head full of mush and I, you know recounting the story i can't do the way daniel does it you know with you know, all the things that happened at New Life and how, you know, Eugene sort of challenged him. He wanted to meet him and he was like, well, I don't, you're, you're a pastor of a megachurch. I don't even know if we believe in the same Jesus, you know. <laughs> and then uh, Peter, Peter, Peterson was like, I've got to find out if we even worship the same God. So, um, cause you're, you know, you're, wow, you're a pastor wow. at this like consumerist, you know, you know, temple or whatever. And so he's like, let's read, you know, I'm going to have you read some things and we'll talk on the phone. And so finally, like three years later, he ended up at his front door, you know, but it was like a process of, of mentorship. My, 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 you were talking about Joshua Tree, 1987, parking lot of the LA Coliseum. Uh, this is November of 87. They are the biggest thing on the planet overnight, right? Cover Time magazine. They just got done filming the black and the color. The, I think it was the black and white in Denver. And then they did the color in Vegas for the Rattle and Hum film. But um, I took my wife to that concert. We pull up in the parking lot at the LA Coliseum and ten, like 10 yards from my Toyota pickup is, is um, Bob Seeger leaning up against the palm tree in a black leather jacket next to his motorcycle. And because everybody, they sold out five nights of the Coliseum, 
right? And everybody was coming. To, everybody in the music industry was coming to see him. And I was like, that's Bob Seger. I told my, she's my fiance at the time. <laughs> that's Bob Seger, you know? And I got to go say hi to him. She was like, no, you can't go up to this guy and, and talk to him or whatever. Um, we, we get into the Coliseum, go down. We've got seats down by the track and sit down. And I look behind me. First of all, Ro- Robbie Robertson and his whole crew walks by us on the tra- walking track. And I look behind me, Graham Nash and, and um, David Crosby, are, are walking down the steps and they sat down right in front of us. And Nash was having to help Crosby like down the steps and into wow. a seat. I don't know what was going on. He was out of his mind on something. Um, but uh, they did the, the U2 did that little Dalton Brothers thing where they would come out. Like they only did it like five or six times in their whole history, but as a country band with, you know, like, beard yeah. mask and everything and play country songs but and then they did you know the phenomenal <laughs> tour. i've seen them probably i'm not like kathleen or jonathan martin or whatever where you know i've traveled to foreign countries and seen a hundred shows you know i've i've i have caught since yeah. the joshua tree i've i have probably been to two of their concerts for each tour you know yeah. um so you know, because like, wow. why would you spend? Yeah. You know, why, why, or why would you spend more money on it than that? But, um, but yeah, I, I'm a, I would say I'm a, a fa- like a big fan is probably an accurate description. <laughs> All right, it's been fun hanging out with the Turney Brothers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get together again sometime. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'll, I'll, I was just going to say this one thing. Uh, okay, my only it. connection to you, my my only connection to Eugene Peterson, because I also never met him. Uh, and I wish, you know, and I'm hit, hit myself for this. Uh, my in-laws lived within walking distance of his place in Montana. Oh, wow. And you should yeah, have, cause so I should have just I, walked over there. I didn't know. He him, would, you know what? It, I, I don't know think it would have mattered. I think he's the kind of person, I mean, everyone that I've heard, they would just been like, Jam would have just been like, oh, you know, welcome, John, you know, and, and stuff like that. So yeah, here's some cookies. So, uh, <laughs> I'm reading his bio and it says that they, you know, his family had built a, a, a basically a like this cabin or house or whatever on the Flathead Lake in, in Montana. And I'm like, I, I fish on that. I have fished on that on a regular basis. Yeah. It's uh, gorgeous. For a very long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's gorgeous. It's, well, his book, uh, his book, The Pastor, is sort of like his that's, memoir, isn't it? That's the one I read. Yeah, yeah. and I read, I read yeah. through that a while back. And his just the story of his mother as a traveling evangelist, and you know all the stuff yeah. that she did. Was oh just, yeah, you know, yeah. Was, yeah. He was a Pentecostal man. Oh yeah, and she was a holy roller man. She, talk about not knowing things. I mean, talk about not knowing <laughs> things. I, I I didn't know that until about three years ago that he was like yeah. that he grew yeah. up Pentecostal. Yeah, and his his mom was like, uh, "Are you familiar with Amy Simple McPherson?" I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I I think of her when I think of Eugene's mom. You know, this pioneer type woman setting out, into, going up into the hills, you know, yeah, and with like, and yeah, and and setting up a tent and having church, and you know, and then guys like us, 20, 30 years later, have the have the audacity to come by and like insinuate women have no place in, in leadership and churches. And they've been doing it since the beginning, man. But yeah, 
it's, a, full, it's an interesting we're paradigm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, foolish. I thought she was going somewhere else with that. We're foolish. Fu- you're a foolish. Yes, that's the yeah, one. Foolish. <laughs> foolish. <laughs> you say it that way. Foolish. Foolish and full of shit. I like yes, it. I foolish. like it. But I would 100% say let's uh, – yeah. Uh, let's plan to do this again sometime. I I, I really really enjoy yeah. talking to I you. I mean, and, in the meantime, um, you've got actual heavyweights like Doug Campbell scheduled for the show. So, I'll, can you believe I'll, Doug Campbell's going to be on this? I'll see you. I'll see you in a year. But yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 I had saw the, that I list of people. It's like crazy. I had the temerity because for some reason, some whatever reason, we're actual Facebook friends. I don't, like, yeah, he doesn't really he's have a, a down, he's really down to earth. He's such a nice guy, but I just, I had the temerity to ask. And, yeah. And he said, yeah, yeah, sure, get, let's get do him it. talking so, about prison ministry. He'll, yeah. He'll, I, that's, he'll, that's absolutely. He'll, uh, he'll light up, you know, cause I think a lot of people yeah. want to talk to him about, you know, his, you know, his interpretive paradigm for the first four chapters of Romans and stuff like that, which is all fun. And yeah, you know, that's what he's about and everything. But I think what really gets him going is like being a prison minister. So anyway, well, we're going to talk about that. Super good guy. Super good guy. And you've got a great group of actual like people that know what they're talking about. So, (laughs) all right. All right. Peace.